welcome everybody. Episode number six. Holy balls. Of Hatrick Hockey. Welcome. Ant here. Lots of shit to talk about again. Friday night, three of the five games went into overtime. Before we talk about that, bring in my co-host and good buddy, Mr. Rob Sawyer. Rob, what's up? Thank you very much, bro. How's everything? Good, good. Good. So real quick off the top, I just want to talk about something not hockey related. Uh, real quick, actually, I have this friend from Harrow. His name is Brandon Bazaire, and he was recently diagnosed with cancer. So what was kind of nice to see was the small town of like Harrow, where all of us are from, okay, the town is coming together nice. like very nicely for him. Uh, Brandon is one of the most stand-up guys you will ever meet in your entire life. Straight up guy, fun to be around, great time, played hockey with him, played baseball with him, and honestly, I enjoyed being around him. Total beaut. Total beaut. We have formed a thing, it's called Brandon's Army. Thanks. So there's a few different ways that you can be involved for Brandon's Army. First way, you can either contact Troy or Pat Cox, and you can get a shirt for $15. Okay? Second way is you can come out to On the Docks in Harrow on Friday, August 14th from 12 to 8 and enjoy a bacon cheeseburger combo with a poutine for $15. Perfect price. Great price. Here's the thing. $5 of every meal will go into Brandon's fight. That's awesome. Also, the waitresses and everybody there, they all said that they're going to give up their tips. Too. So whatever you tip that day too is also going to go to Brandon. That's a great community. It's it's fantastic. Honestly, Harrow is doing a great job when it comes to this. On the Docks can also be located at 103 King Street West in Harrow. It's the old like Clancy's, Whitson's, uh, Trees, Tree. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, also, they're doing bumper and window stickers as well you can contact kelly capstick for those those are five bucks so there's just another way to join brandon's army like i said harrow now is the time stand up harrow now is the time this guy is always there for everybody else let's be there for him and let's all do our little part and helping him kick cancer's ass and by the way fuck cancer fuck cancer We'd also like to give a huge shout out to the Ottawa Senators head coach, DJ Smith, for uh, taking the time out of his day and sending our boy some love as well. So, Brandon, we love you, buddy. Keep up the fight. You got this. And we'll entertain you along the way, buddy. Stay strong, bro. Friday night was a pretty active night in the NHL. As I said earlier, we had three out of, uh, three out of five games on Friday night went into overtime. Yep. So, uh... What do you think? There's a lot to talk about. Do we just dive right into her? Yeah, we might as well. You know what? Let's just start off the hop. Start with your Leafs. Ugh. Okay, so the other, the game, what was it? Game three. Game three, they looked horrible. Uh, they they haven't looked solid yet. No. They, they lost, I believe they lost Muzzin in that game too, right? And yeah. He's going to be out for the rest of the series. Huge a strange injury too. Just I, I weird it. play. Like a twist of the neck or something. They're not really saying much. Upper body injury, that's it. Yeah, they're not going to say anything because no. he's because he's going to be back. <laughs> well, I hope so. I think he's going to be back by next round. Because they're really missing him. So let's just skip over that game because that game is shit. It was terrible. Rob, I'll let you go on about game four. Holy balls. Because I know game four, you were texting me. So I'll let you kind of break down game four, and then I'll just kind of throw in my little points on it, okay? Okay. So... Start watching the game. It's a little bit back and forth, but sloppy. Like I, I, I was get, I was getting bored, and I was talking to other people. You know, like texting back and forth, and 
everybody was kind of like, oh, it's fucking terrible. Like, I want to shut it off and go to bed. But mm-hmm. it's my lease, and I don't do that. Right? And it's a playoff. And it's a playoffs. And anything could happen, as we saw Friday night. Yeah. Right? I started watching it. I think, was it the second period? It's 2, two nothing, mm-hmm. Right? And uh, Spezza gets into it. Yeah, I've seen that. How how exciting was that? He dropped those gloves pretty quick for a guy that's never really done it. I don't remember ever seeing that guy fight. I think I, I think he fought when he was in Ottawa. Remember when they had that big brawl with Philadelphia, where guys just kept getting kicked out of the game? I think that's the only other time he's fought though. Okay, like I didn't, I didn't years ago. see that. It was game, a long time so, ago. Yeah. I just like to watch a lot of hockey fights on YouTube. But throwing toe to toe, like, and yeah. both their heads are getting snapped back. Yeah. And, like it was, it was a, it was a good fight. Like I was very impressed with with Spezza and being the fourth line, right? Yeah. Trying to get a spark. Spark. Yeah. And, you know, like you would think that was Clifford's role, but look at Spezza. You know, yeah. ex-captain of the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Stepping up, showing the kids, hey, this is what needs to be done. Yeah, he got tagged a couple times For in that sure fight, he did. too. But Snapped he did some tagging sideways. in that fight, yeah. too. There were some bloody lips in that, in that fight. There were some was great. red knuckles, it. too. I loved it. But when it comes to the actual play, so the Leafs are down, right? Yep. They're down 3-0. And then all of a sudden, the tide turns. Oh, for sure. Um, so Toronto, uh, Morgan Riley coughs up the puck with 5.4 seconds or five minutes and 40 seconds left mm-hmm. to make it 3 nothing yeah. in the third period. Oof. So then at the 350 mark or 355 mark, Marner to Hyman to Nylander. Mm-hmm. Cue the comeback. Yeah, pretty damn close. Then 51 seconds later, Matthews to Tavares. Pots another one, three two. Mm-hmm. I'm on the edge of my seat now. Oh yeah, because I'm like this, this couldn't happen. That the Leafs turn the tide on this, <laughs> you know, like it, it's the Leafs. Yeah, they, that's they don't true. do that. Yeah, it does happen to them a lot. A minute, minute thirty left. What's the uh, stud there for Columbus? Uh, Dubois. Yeah, Pierre Luc Dubois. He's got an open net, misses the open net, and oh. sticks it in the outside of the net. So now. The Leafs get another break, and the puck has to come back outside the blue line. Oh. Right? Yeah. So then, um, with 23 seconds left, Matthews dishes has an open shot, dishes off to Hyman. Hyman fucking buries it. We're tie game. Oh. He looked like Mike Foligno when he scored that jumping, jumping in the air. Didn't, behind he, the net. didn't he tie it late, too? Yeah, 23 seconds left. Yeah. Wow. So then, we go into overtime. Mm-hmm. And now... Um, Felino, Nick Felino, the captain of Columbus, is chasing Morgan Riley into the corner, sticks his stick underneath his skate. Everybody's saying it may be controversial, but if you look right at it, yeah. you see he can't put his skate down because his stick's underneath it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the poke in the back of the feet yeah. to fucking dump him? Yeah. That's what he did. And he's bitching about it and whining about it. Well, let's just say 10 seconds later, after the penalty's called, Matthews buries one yeah. and Toronto wins. Did you see the pass by Johnny T on that? Oh, it's fantastic. Sauce it was right so over a guy's sick. stick, right on the Matthews, yeah. like, one-timer. Did you know a crazy little stat about that game, actually? The Leafs are the first team in NHL history to come back from three goals down in the final five minutes of a elimination game. Wow. First team? First team in NHL history. Wow, that's incredible. To score three goals in five minutes. But like I said, I had, I, and you know, like I said, I talked to, I talked to some people about that game, and it, it was tough to watch. I, I'm finding, I don't know, the Leafs, 
until Spez is smart, yeah, I I haven't enjoyed any of the games, even mm-hmm. the ones that they won. You know what I mean? They're, they're, it's just, it just seems to be. Eh. I think the guys on the bench there seeing him do that are saying, "Hey, like let's go!" Like this veteran guy is trying to get a spark out of us. Like if he's trying, if he's fighting, like how bad does this guy want to play? Right. Like, for you sure. know what I mean? And and, and did you notice? I, well, I don't know if you stayed up late enough for it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the coach was shifting. It was he was rolling just the two lines in the last I don't know four minutes. Every other oh, shift every they other were rolling. Shift, yeah. They were rolling the fourth line, Spez's line, and and the Tavares, Matthews, Marner, mm-hmm. Hyman. So see what happens when he finally plays them all together. Yeah, it was awesome. He but you can't play them every other shift. Why? So Toronto has enough depth to be able to play those three together. No, you can't play those three together, but you can't play them every other shift together. No, but I mean, right. I would play them as a line. For sure. Just let them play. And if you're down, then they you have three goals. They had three goals. In less than five minutes. Yeah. Insane. Let's go on to the next series here. Montreal. Oh, you picked them. <laughs> you picked them. I fucking knew it. Carey Price. Carey Price. So, Stud. Absolute beaut, Carrie, yeah. by the way, for making me look like a fucking genius. Thank you. <laughs> first time ever. Yeah, first time. It was the first time for everything, Gibby. <laughs> so, in this series, he had a 947 save percentage. Wow. He had a 1.67 goals against. And this, tell me he was hot. I just had a feeling on him. It was a hunch. And with it being a shortened series, like the 3 out of 5 as to the 4 out of 7, I just had a feeling that it would be a little easy. I don't want to say easier, but easier for him to steal a series as just one player, as a goalie. Got eliminated on Sidney Crosby's birthday, too. Yeah, happy birthday, Sid. Yeah, at Price at top form, I'm saying that these guys could possibly make a run. You got to figure, Price is hot. Everybody's scoring. They're firing on all cylinders. Uh, Petrie and Weber have been great on, on D. Uh Petrie there also had two game winners. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice Malkin. I, I, he had one point in the series. One point. Crosby, he was everywhere. Like You could see the frustration on Crosby, especially in that last game. Mm-hmm. They're trying to set up the power play. They can't even get out of their own zone. I know. And Crosby just skates off. Yeah. Somebody else go. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. He's right there. Um, let's go on to one that's kind of quick here. Before before we do that, do you think they dismantle Pittsburgh now? No. No? No. The part that's really going to piss me off is they get that fucking first overall pick. <laughs> that's what's really going to piss me off. Lafreniere? Yeah, Lafreniere or something like that. So here's actually, real quick, uh, since we're on the uh, topic of the first pick before we go on to another series. So as of right now, seven of the eight teams have been, we, so we kind of have an idea on to, as to where he's going. So it's either Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Minnesota, Nashville, Florida, Winnipeg, or the Rangers. And it will be Columbus and, well, Columbus or Toronto, one of those two, depending on game five. Those are, those are all good teams. Like, if he goes to Pittsburgh or fucking Edmonton. Yeah. And that's but, an entry-level contract they got to pay him. So yeah, minimum. Nothing. Imagine he goes to Pittsburgh and is groomed by Sidney Crosby. Or goes to Edmonton well, and said, is with they, Connor they, McDavid. They're calling him the next Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Could you imagine? It'd getting... be like Sid 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's exactly what it would be. And which would completely fucking destroy the hockey world if those two get to play together. Yeah. 
but it'll it'll be interesting. So we'll see. You guys will hear me going off about that draft, I'm sure soon. Uh, also, Carolina Hurricanes, they just completely dominated the Rangers. Thank you for the Rangers for that, for Brandon shoving Moore. it shoving it right up my hoop because <laughs> I picked you. I had Bridgemore. I picked you in fucking five games, and you couldn't even win one. The big question is that series to me was kind of boring. Aho just completely picked apart the Rangers. A lot of trapping going on, you know. Yeah. Like I, I watched that in the in the Toronto game last night yeah. too, as well. And, and holy shit, like they're they're trying to come out of the end, and and there's a three lines right in front of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Thanks, Detroit, <laughs> for playing that lock. The lock, the left one, the lock. <laughs> The big to me, the big question of that series is: Is this the last game that you see Hank in a Rangers uniform? No, he's what, doesn't he have another year on his contract? Yeah, but do you think he waves it to go? Because right now, what if they get the kid? Well, the thing is, though, is their guys in net, their future looks super bright. Yeah, and he's on. Let's face it, he's on the back nine of his career. So, like, do you think he goes elsewhere to try to win? Let's Maybe. face it, the Rangers are going to hang up his number. Oh, for sure. Right? So for that's, sure. that's going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't matter where he goes. He'll he'll be done as a Ranger. Yeah. But do you think he goes elsewhere to try to win a cup? Even, I don't know. I think even he has a backup. I, I think he'll retire there. I think he's safe. So. Yeah. I think he might go. He has a no trade clause, right? Yeah, but only he can waive it. Right. And if he chooses to waive it, yeah. then he can go. Yeah. All right. So Edmonton, to me, is one of the biggest disappointments of these playoffs. Wow. wow. That's just me being honest. Sorry, Edmonton fans, but your team should have been. Look at the players you had. That doesn't make any sense to me. But Chicago, the the, the experience they have, that is true. Unreal. That is true. You know, Chicago's way more has way more vets and guys who have been in these types of like situations for sure, rather than Edmonton. But how funny was it that uh, I called Connor's big game too? Eh? Oh yeah. I'm like, he's going to get at least three points. Goes out, talks to Hattie. Like, like it's nothing. That guy. He just put them on his back. He does it like it's nothing. Did you see his one where he went in, skated around everybody, and went backhand right under the crossbar? Yeah. Yeah, like, that was sick. Guy, No other player in the world makes that shot. He's the only one that makes it. But Chicago was just too much. Johnny Caves was unreal. Edmonton fired 45 shots on goal at freaking Crawford last night, and he stood tall and stopped 43 of 45 shots. That's nuts. Do you think in the next couple of years, if Edmonton, if everything keeps going this way, can you see Connor maybe trying to get out of Edmonton, or do you think he stays there his whole career? I think he stays. I, I think he loves Edmonton. You know, they they have a good team. I, I don't understand the problem. Is it him? I don't think it's him. Not at all. Everybody loves that guy. You, you've got Dreisaitl. You've got... Uh, they're talking about using Nugent Hopkins as a trade piece. Another trade piece. For what? T- I don't know what they're trying to get, but they were talking about it. I've seen things on the Dry internet. Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins and McDavid had all their points. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why would you want to get rid of one of the guys that's producing? Or because you There's gotta, something wrong there, though. But maybe gotta they're, be. they're trying to get something good in return, so you have to give out something good to get something good back, right? Do, do they need more bets, you think? I'm thinking maybe they're after some defense. Do you, you think know, that's what they're you got to figure, problem? they're giving up this freaking playoff series. I think I think probably at least three out of the four games, I bet you they had at least four goals scored on them. That's a problem. Yeah. 
Like when you start giving up four to five, six goals a game in an NHL game, you're not going to win. Well, is it their goalie? Maybe it's the defense. Maybe Mike. Hank goes to Edmonton. Yeah, but you think he's really going to beat Mike Smith out of a job? Come on. I don't think he's going to beat Smith. Even if he goes in as a backup. That's what I was saying. Is he going to go somewhere as a backup? Maybe try to win? Like the guy, he deserves a cup. He sure does. Do it like Bork did, right? Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. Edmonton, I, I, I'll say it again. What to me was one of the saddest stories this year of the playoffs. It was brutal. Yeah, it was very disappointing. I, I thought, for, I thought they were going to just run a train on Chicago. I know. But it's hockey. Yeah. Puck bounces different ways. <laughs> Puck seems always bounce different in the playoffs. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Posts. I, time. I can't believe how many posts I've seen in, in oh. the playoffs and you know, this year. Notice how loud they are now, oh, they're loud. now that there's no crowd or anything. But did you also hear that the, I was watching uh, Hockey Night in Canada, and they were talking about uh, the pucks not being frozen enough because oh. there was a – I can't remember which player it was – put the back of his stick down to tip the puck up into the net. Yeah. And the whole back of the, the white tape yeah. had a rubber mark on it, almost as big as the puck. Oh. So Bieksa was explaining to the audience that that means the pucks aren't frozen. Yeah. Because there's so much rubber bouncing off that, catching that, that blade, right? Yeah. So there was that and there was complaints about the ice and but but everybody's got to play through it right yeah that's what so. i mean and you got to you have to figure too each place they normally only see one game a night they're seeing three a day right now right 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 so the ice isn't well it's not like i don't know it's hard to say but the ice isn't really used to being played on that much no. and every every game's being played on it that's right? what i mean they're getting yeah. they're getting like nine hours a day everybody's skating on it right so, so, so it's that's what i don't up. understand why can't they why can't they play the games in like the Leafs practice facility? Because they're using that for just practice. Yeah, but it's Toronto. There's there's a hundred rinks there. Yeah, I know, but they've got to stay within the bubble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the only thing is that bubble. Uh, moving on here. Vancouver, Minnesota. Wow. Another good one. It's just the kids playing, man. Kids that, playing hockey. That one was an actual playoff series. Yeah. There was some. Beast hits in those. They were hitting. They were fighting. fighting. They were oh, that heart that mm -hmm. uh, uh, for Minnesota. Hartman. Hartman. Wow, that kid's a beast. He's mean. He likes to fight. Oh, he's mean. He's dirty too. He'll cave your fucking face in oh. too. <laughs> like he has no issues whatsoever doing it. It was awesome to me in that series, man. It was just uh, I don't know. It was just back and forth, and uh, it ended up in overtime. That was my favorite series, though. For, it was for, for physical yeah. play. Physicality yeah. and stuff. And, and scoring goals, like 5-4. Yeah. Winner, you know what I mean? 5-4 like, winner, 11 seconds in the overtime. Chris Tanev on a shot from the point that just seemed, had eyes. Yeah. Just got through, went through a crowd, and I don't even think the goal even moved. I don't think. There's a lot of people in front of that net. Can't stop what you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Arizona. The Yotes, Arizona Coyotes. I picked them. You did, actually. I you did. And me, I'm a dummy. I always pick. I picked Nashville once again. Freaking Arizona. Whoop. Right up my hoop. Brutal. They were fantastic. Yeah, I'm got? so impressed. Uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, and it went, went that one in overtime, right? Mm -hmm. um, oh, by the way, Taylor Hall. I'll insert my foot in my fucking mouth, okay? <laughs> by the way. 
Jesus, I say, oh, all ain't doing shit. He comes out, has the best two games of the series, probably helps him win that series. One goal he scored super late. That kid's a stud. He is. I think he's just got to not worry about the, anything going on around him and just focus on playing hockey and, like, well, just, yeah. that's it. I was watching him on the bench when they scored. I can't remember who it was that scored a goal while he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. And watching him jumping up and down, grabbing onto the guys with him, you know what I mean? Locked Solid in. teammate. Locked Solid in. teammate. Also, between, well, they're doing, like, they have weapons. They have Hall, Castle, Ackman, Larson. On D, like, but their big story has been Darcy Kemper, that goalie. Last night saw 49 of 52 shots. Wow. And that, yeah, that was just in game four. And over the series, he had a 9.33 save percentage. That's unreal. Over the series. So, well, you, you, you got to look at him like he's playing like Carey Price, right? It, defense and, and goaltending will win you that championship. A hot goalie yeah. can bring you right to a Stanley Cup final. What's, like, a, what's the goalie for? Uh, Columbus, Moret, no, uh, I'm trying to think who that is now, too. Fabrowski? No. No, he's in Florida, right? Yeah. I know it's a weird name like that. But uh, either way, man, this freaking, like, series was just, woo, I love it. Also, uh, do you think that they go on a little bit of a run? Yeah, I'm not saying that guy's name. He's fucking kidding me right now. I can't even <laughs> say any of those fucking guys' names. They have a really good goalie. Let's put it that way, okay? Rob shows me the names of these guys. <laughs> he shows me the names because he doesn't want to fucking butcher them, so he leaves it to me. Well, to I don't have my glasses. Yeah. Here, I'll, here I'll, I'll hold the phone back here for you. <laughs> also, the Jets announced, after being knocked out, that Shifley has a Achilles injury from the skate there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he has an Achilles injury, and Line, was, uh, Line had a sprained left hand or something like that. So they announced that after the series when they lost those two guys. That's a big loss. It is a huge loss. Huge loss for those guys. But, uh, yeah, man. So that's pretty well anything kind of going on. Should we, uh, what do you think? Should we flip over to this interview or what? Absolutely. Roll it. And this next guy we have on was a former 73s assistant coach. He then went to the Leamington Flyers where he was there for a little while. But now has come back for this season. They always come back. Let's give a big... Hat Trick Hockey, welcome to Mr. Jamie McDermott. Jamie, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me on, fellas. No problem. So, how does everybody look so far? How does how does all the boys look? <laughs> uh, we've done some Zoom calls with the players, and that's as far as, uh, that's the most contact I've had with them. So, uh, I know Mike and uh, Danny have been doing workouts, and uh, I think some of the boys have been skating um, up in Windsor, but... Uh, from what I hear, uh, things are looking pretty good from uh, from our general manager's standpoint. Anyway, <laughs> you get along with a general manager? <laughs> yeah, we've had a few beers be- together before. <laughs> so, He's a beer. Oh yeah. Um. So, is there any certain way that you would want to see these guys play? Like, you want them to be? Well, you're obviously going to want them to be good and skilled, but do you want them to like fight a little bit? Do you want them to be super? I don't know, just... Well, over the years, uh, the coaching style that, you know, I've kind of been taught from the guys that I've coached with who have been around hockey quite some time. Um, we like to play tough, in-your-nose hockey, but uh, also at the same time, you got to take care of your own end of the ice. I know the game's changed a lot, and everybody wants to get up on the rush, and it's a speed game, And but I'm a very defensive-minded 
guy. I always say, and I've told Mike and I've told Danny a bunch of times already, if the other, de- if the other team don't score, we can't lose. Right. That's so, true. you know, we take care of our own end of the ice and the other end will take care of itself. So that's kind of how I look at things. Is there anybody uh, special that, that you've got on your D that you're really excited to see? <laughs> it's, it's a funny question. It's probably not the answer most people would like to hear from a coach coming on, but I really don't know any of the players. To be honest <laughs> with you. I've been out of the game for four years. So um, when I left Leamington, it was because of my last heart surgery I had. So I, I really haven't been in touch with the game. Um, so as far as the kids up and coming, I hear lots of good things from Mike and Danny and, yeah. you know, what kind of core players we have. And it sounds very promising. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to get back on the rink to get to meet the kids anyway and, mm-hmm. and see where we'll go from there. When was the last time you skated? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> skated or played? <laughs> Just skated. Just skate. I did actually skate last winter. Oh, Just, did you? Yeah, with my daughter. I was out helping uh, – she was playing hockey, so I was out a few times with their practices, but that's it. <laughs> so you grew up in Essex? Yep. Where, whereabouts? Uh, South Talbot, just uh, parallel to the bypass. I lived there, I think, since I was maybe three years old. We had a couple different houses in Essex, but that's the one my parents built. And uh, lived there until I was, oh, I don't know, Christ, 18 or 19 and moved out. But I still lived in Essex my whole life. I just recently moved to Cottam, like 10. 10 years ago, I guess. So still local, still in town quite a bit. Going to the Legion and hanging out at the rink and stuff like that. <laughs> your brother ended up buying your mom and dad's house, son, eh? That's correct. That's awesome. Where did, where did you start playing hockey? Uh, in Essex. Played my whole life in Essex. Um, and played for the 73s finally when I was, I don't know, Christ, what was I, 19 years old or 18 or 19 years old, I guess. Played for a couple of years with the threes and then uh, caught the Monday Night Beer League like everybody else does <laughs> to end their career and then uh, decided to take up coaching. So. <laughs> I've actually heard about that league. It's a pretty good league, but that's where old people go to die. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start playing travel? Um, I think I was eight, maybe seven or eight novice. Anyway, the first year. And uh, I don't, they didn't have Timbit back then, but it was all, I think, novice house league that we played until we were old enough to play travel. And then, uh, Played travel for, oh, I don't even know, well, off to midget, I guess. And then uh, we got a high school hockey team, so ended up playing high school hockey. And then uh, that was about it, on to junior and then beer league. (laughs) And you started playing for the 73s when? Uh, 91-92. And then I played there two years. And then uh, that was it. Went to the Monday Night League after that. What kind of hockey player were you? I was just not very good. Were, <laughs> not were, very were you good. A fighter, score some goals. You're a so. D-man, obviously. No, I played forward actually until I got to the beer leagues. Um, I played left wing, um, and I always had some tough guys on my team, so I really didn't have to do too much. I got beat up a few times, but I had McCabe and Bruiser and totally McLeod, and, and so all them knuckleheads. We were just looking at Bruiser's penalty minutes in '91. Yeah, we were, actually. Yeah. 299. I think he's the all-time penalty minute leader yeah. for Essex. Possibly Junior C. I, I think know. it is Junior C. That's crazy. Man. Trying to get him on, too. Yeah. He just hasn't called me back yet. <laughs> well, if you do, make sure you give me a call before he gets on. Okay. <laughs> you got some dirt for us? That's a lot of talent, man. Yeah. He's a little, little, little great, great now, guy. Now, how long were you with the, with the like, uh, threes here? Like, were you here a few years? So, as a coach or as a player? As a player. As a player, too. Two years, yeah. Who, who was your coach? <laughs> well, 
We had our team was in a little bit of disarray back then. I think I had, I don't know, four or five or six coaches in the two years. I would say. Wow, really? Yeah, we had we had a bunch of turnover, but uh, the guys, the local guys that you would know would be like Lee Jones was one of our assistant coaches, and uh, Joey Garon helped out the one year. He was the goaltending coach. And you got him coming on tomorrow. My old man was a general manager, um, and then he stepped behind the bench for a little bit. That never really worked out well. We didn't get along too good. But it came to him yelling at me all the time. That's funny. <laughs> it's always that way with dad and sons when yeah. they're in sports together. Did you did you ever get cut by any teams in Essex? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, twice by my dad. <laughs> and then, that was in Bantam. So when people say there was politics in hockey, I think there is now, but there wasn't too much back then. There, there was almost a divorce. I know that. My mom wanted to fire his ass out, out the door. But yeah, yeah, he gave me the gate twice. And then uh, he actually wanted to cut me the... My first year, I played for the 73s, and one of the assistant coaches at the time, Bob Hutchison, said, if you cut him, I'm going because that kid deserves to play. <laughs> so, Why did dad didn't want you to play? Well, I mean, in his defense, back when uh, he cut me in Bantam, they won everything there was to win, international service. I mean, they had a great team. And, you know, uh, I think it, it was uh, – it wasn't – it was A and AE back then. It wasn't major minor. So there was only, you know, like Brian Wirch and Greg Lawton yep. and all those guys were on – the team that are a year older than me and um you know i think there might have been two guys that were my age that were born in 72 that ended up making that team all the rest of us played in the and he probably didn't want to hear about he, the politics of it either <laughs> oh, no, son on the oh but then he did <laughs> i did piss him off halfway through the one season though because a few of the boys got sick and he needed some call-ups so he said to me, well, why don't you come up and play? He said, we're short guys. I said, no, I wasn't good enough at the beginning of the year. I sure as hell ain't good enough now, so find yeah. someone else. <laughs> I'm sure that went over well. Chew on that, Dad. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. What was your most memorable game playing either Phantom or whatever? Uh, it's probably only because my brother was doing the video. And I got to listen to it after the game. We were playing against Kingsville Comets in Essex. Yeah. And I scored my one and only career hat trick really? in junior C. Oh. And he was doing the video. And he's not supposed to be commentating, but <laughs> he, he was. <laughs> so when we went, we used to go back to Suds Roadhouse after. Yeah. They'd, they'd air the game after we played oh, okay. on TV. So we're watching it. And it's, you know, kind of quiet. And then my brother's like, oh, shit. Turn the volume down. Or whatever. So then I was listening. He was like, and we, I mean, we got along, but we never, you know, stuck up for yeah. each other or whatever. But he was like so excited that I got a hat trick. That's he was so, more excited than I was. So yeah. that was probably my most memorable one anyway. Did, did Buck ever play? Uh, he played a little bit of minor hockey, but uh, he never went on to play no. junior. No, no, he probably didn't want to get cut by your dad. Yeah. You mean, <laughs> yeah. What was, what was coming? <laughs> Dad's straight savage, man. <laughs> Your dad probably told him to begin with, don't come travel yeah. for my team. Yeah, you're worse than your brother. Stay home. Uh, keep going, Rob. You're on a roll, buddy. You're buzzing right now, so keep going. Um, when, when, when did you start uh, coaching? Well, I coached minor hockey. I actually coached minor hockey six years before I started coaching uh, junior, which my first year in junior was 2001-2002. Um, and that's the year we went on to win the Schmaltz Cup. First time, I think, 73's won since 
I don't know, maybe back in the 70s. Really? Yeah. That was with uh, Tony Ferrosti? Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up winning uh, three three Schmaltz Cups in uh, the nine years. How, how many of you won? Yeah, three three in the nine years we were in Essex. Um, seven, we won seven Great Lakes Championships in Essex. Um, and then when we went to Leamington, we won two Western Conference Championships. Uh, you know, we run into some powerhouses there where some teams were forking out quite a bit of dough to get players in and stuff. And, and we just weren't about that. We were, you know, trying to keep as local as we could and oh, yeah. build the product, uh, you know, through local players and well, that's you know, what's going to bring the fans out. That's what we, we were talking to Mike about. Like, you know, like how many local guys you have. He's like, I really only got one. He goes, but I'd like to see five or six next There's year. There's a lot year of talent in this area. Town. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and the biggest problem too, though, is now there's you see the last number of years there's been so many divisions that have not even had teams right. in Essex, and I know Leamington's in the same boat. Um, and I don't know if it's the cost. I don't know if it's it is what it is. It. I, mean, I know it's expensive. I would put money on it that it's the cost because it's like six, seven hundred dollars a kid. Yeah, well, just, just to register. Just to register. Then you yeah. got ice time fees. Then you got to buy equipment. Yeah, it's so it's not a cheap and your sport. Your jackets no. and your your that's it. Well, if you're if you're off ice training, if you're gear. playing travel and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, but I think there were six divisions, like two teams per division, from novice right up through midget. But I think there were six divisions that were vacant. Wow. And either Essex and Leamington, or one or the other. But I'm 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 curious if that has to do with like video games nowadays too, right? Like it just seems that. Kids, kids aren't really interested well, in you, hockey anymore. You, you can make the NHL when you play your video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in our day, Christ, all we wanted to do was play road hockey. Right, right. Yeah, I right. Mean, we didn't couldn't matter. wait for, you know, house league hockey to start up, you know, like, well, that's what I played, and I crushed it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't crush it. That's terrible out of that, too. <laughs> I'll just a healthy scratch. From <laughs> his video game. <laughs> At least you didn't get cut like, by your Yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, they, they scratch me again, man. Damn auto lines! I got to turn out the manual. There's only so six can... guys total, five on the ice and one on a bench. I'm a healthy scratch. Fucking home sleep. And some bad coaches. Your dad wasn't one of them. That's funny. So your your dad coached the seventy threes, and uh, you had some seventy threes living with you. Oh yeah, sorry. When I played, yeah, 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 yeah. I had. Uh, a buddy of mine from, well, he turned out to be a buddy of mine from uh, Halifax was our goaltender. And then I had wow, two that's, kids. That's going far away to get. Yeah. And I had two kids from Cleveland that actually lived with us, one one each year um, that I played. And they were actually very good players, and the goaltender was, was a good goaltender. Um, we got him through uh, Wallace Ellsworth, who was originally from the East Coast. Yeah. And had moved out here but he still had relatives out there that were involved in hockey and whatnot and so we were just looking for you know some ways to improve our team and whatnot and he had some contacts out there so that's how we ended up getting uh getting steve out from halifax so you're still in contact with the guy? oh yeah yeah, yeah. i actually stood uh-huh. in his wedding which is what 20 years ago now um yeah we we try and vacation once a year together somewhere nice. south and then the odd time he'll come up he, he's come up probably seven or eight times in the last Ten years, I think, to play in the '73s golf tournament. Like oh, he'll okay. fly up for a oh, week, nice. and yeah. That's and awesome. I usually try and get the guys from Cleveland up too, and stuff. So it's it's good, good reunion, and and a lot of the guys that we played with, you know, get to see him too. McCabe, Bruiser, yeah, McLeod, all them guys. So yeah, 
seems seems like the seventy threes really their alumni really take care of their their boys, you know. Yeah, they do, and it's uh, there's still some more. Like there's some of the really guys that played. I don't want to say really old guys because I'm almost getting there myself. But um, the guys from the seventies that you know that when the team started back, yeah. uh, like when Keith and Bruce Crowder and those guys played, yeah. they have a, a good group of guys that try to get out to all the events as well. Um, and then of course Joey Garon's era because Joe's big into it. Um, but there's still some gaps where, and it's not from lack of sending messages and stuff. I don't know if it's people have moved out of town or what, but there's still some gaps in age groups that guys just don't come back for whatever right. reason. But overall, I would say is we, we have probably one of the best turnouts in the, in the area for junior team alumni. Yeah. Cause I know even when we were down in Leamington, they tried to do some stuff and, uh, the, the turnout and the response just wasn't there, which to me yeah. is kind of amazing because that's just as that's actually more of a story franchise than Essex is. They've been around since the you know I think the fifties really? in Leamington, so um, it's too bad. But no, Essex Essex is good. Uh, I mean, everybody when they play here, they get treated good. The organization's a great organization to play for, coach for, you know, be a part of. So um, yeah, it, it's good, and uh, and I think going forward. I don't think it's going to be any different because I see some of the young kids that have played only in the last, you know, six, seven years that are showing up in, you know, droves coming to golf tournaments and events and stuff like that. So it just speaks volumes of the organization, I think. Well, they're always such a powerhouse, too. Yeah. Like, as long as I've known of the three, they've always been one of the top teams. Well, you, you can even get up on the other side of Toronto and people know who the yeah. three are. They're always in the mix. Yeah. yeah. All the time. They've always been a. How many times have they won it, like in total? Cut. I think seven. Seven. Now, yeah, I think uh, the last one was 2015. But a lot of them are like kind of recent. Yeah, there was three in the 70s, I believe. 70s or early. I think it was 70s through the 70s, and then the three in uh, when I coached in the nine years there, and then I think 2015 was uh, the last one. But I do think Essex has the most. Schmaltz Cup championships of any junior franchise Isn't in Ontario. Has been the Schmaltz Cup? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was something else before that. I've only ever known it as a Schmaltz Cup. Oh, okay. That's all I've ever known it as. Oh, my stack guy is just terrible. Yeah, you, you're going to have to upgrade there. <laughs> it's a Samson stat phone. <laughs> That's funny. Now, when you were with the Flyers, you had a big scare. Uh, yeah, something happened to you. Back in 2012, we were in the uh, first round of the playoffs playing against Strathroy, and uh, we were down 2-1 after the first period. And I walked in the office and took my suit coat off, hung it up, went to the bathroom, had a piss, come back, and I went to sit down, and it felt like someone stuck a machete right through my chest. And I sat there, and uh, Tony, our head coach, looked over at me and says, you okay? And I said, actually, no. I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. I said, my chest is killing. I can't catch my breath. So anyway, he, uh, one of our equipment guys happened to be in the office at the time, and he said, you know, go go grab the doctor, the team doctor. So Steve O'Neill's our team physician, and he, he come back and sat down, asked me what was going on, and he grabbed my wrist to take my pulse, and he's like, Coach, call 911 right now. He's like, he says, his heart's starving for blood. I can feel it. It's pulse. So... He called 911, the ambulance showed up at about 15 minutes later, which the ambulance attendant was the fiancé of one of my former players that I coached in Essex. Oh, 
So uh, she come in and just basically said, you know, what's going on? Da, 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 da. So her and Steve talked for a minute. They put me on the gurney and took me to Leamington Hospital, which is only a mile away from the arena. And I got in there. They did a bunch of tests, but I lost all memory from basically the time I got on the gurney at the arena. But after, of course, my wife and everybody telling me what went on, um, I got there. They did some tests, and they actually wanted to test me. They thought that I was on drugs because the way I was talking, because my body was in like shock. And yeah. So Stacy, who was the EMS, she she's like to the doctor, "No way! I know this guy. He doesn't do any of that shit. Like he's yeah. so there's something going on inside." So. So they did a CT scan, they didn't really see anything, and then the doctor was all confused, so they decided to inject some dye into me and do a CT with the dye. Well, when they did that, he, his like jaw just dropped, I guess, and my wife's like, what's going on? He just turned and walked away. He couldn't even, he couldn't even tell her. He's like, your husband's going to basically die. Yeah, the blood wasn't getting to Well, no, what anymore. happened was I had an aneurysm, an aortic aneurysm on my aorta. So when Stacy found out, she's like, I'm putting him back in the ambulance. And I am heading to the border. So get a hold of the border and let them know we're coming. And I'm taking them to Henry Ford. So she kind of orchestrated that through uh, Dr. Stapleton down in Leamington. And when I got to Henry Ford, there was like a team of 22 doctors there waiting. Jeez, and wow. uh, when I got in, they zipped me open. And within eight seconds after them sawing my chest open and opening me up, the aneurysm let go. And uh, so then they... The doctor, actually, the physician assistant, jumped on me and put his thumb into it to stop it. And then they hooked me up to the heart and lung bypass machine and then did six and a half hours of surgery. And so she said, I was awake the next day. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And so they were telling me after when I, when I came to at the hospital the next day that basically, well, and these numbers could be a little skewed, but it's something to that effect. Like 10% of the people that have what I had don't even make it to the hospital. Oh. And then of that 10%, about 15% even are able to get surgery on it. So wow. so the survival rate is very, very low. So that was in 2012. And then, uh, of course, I had to be monitored over the next couple of years just to kind of see what was going on. And uh, my valve was leaking, basically. So that I had to go back into London in 2016. And they were going to do a... Um, either repair the valve if they could, and if they couldn't, they had to replace it with either, you know, a mechanical valve or basically a pig valve. So it was supposed to be a four and a half hour surgery, and once again, (laughs) it didn't turn out that way. The first day was 17 and a half hours because they found more aneurysms in there, and I had leaks, like I was leaking blood everywhere, whatever. So anyway, they left me open for five days. Um, They left my chest wide open, and they kept doing different minor surgeries to try and get stuff fixed because they didn't really know they didn't think i was going to make it then either well i did flatline twice for about four and a half minutes of one day and about six minutes another day and then finally they got everything under control uh on the fifth day and they closed me up and there i am <laughs> so, so so you like they obviously you were induced a cold yeah cold, right? yeah Holy shit. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild times. Like I always said to my wife, I had the easy part. I slept through everything. But... Yeah, they got some great drugs, man. <laughs> yeah. But still, holy shit. That's amazing. I'm glad you're still there. Yeah, that's so, insane. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, uh, do you remember uh, going to Brit? <laughs> Which time? With me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. 
What's so, that? So Jamie's got this uh, country and western CD. Oh, okay. That everywhere we go, it's playing. <laughs> and uh, so I, we're up there, I want to say four days. We're probably up there. So we're boozing. He'd drive his truck up. It'd be country and western. Okay. What's wrong with that? We go to baseball. It's the same fucking CD. Oh, bro. okay. All right. It doesn't change. I, see, I thought it was it's like a radio It's the same songs station. over and over and over again <laughs> for four days. Oh, so, the, I want to say it was the next week we go up to Indianapolis and we play in the world. That's down to Indianapolis. Or down to Indianapolis, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Map guy. Geography guy. <laughs> so, uh, we drive down to Indianapolis. We have to go into this... Like K Cokes or what was going? Remember we had to get a picture for you oh, on the ID, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you can play in the yes, tournament yes. or Staples. Sta- or, yeah, it was Staples or, or something. Staples. Yeah, yeah. So going to the Staples and a friend of ours, Dale, sit, uh, Benito, sitting in her front seat. I said, Dale, pop that CD up. He's just like, what? What do you want with it? I'm like, just let me see the CD. Yeah. I roll down the window in the back seat. I have the CD in my hand. I whip it out the window. So if you're ever looking and wondering where that CD went. It's fucking in Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis. <laughs> Dave's Dave, his CD. Oh, yeah. fucking, you're wheeling out everybody. <laughs> just, wheel, just wheel and shit. Oh, uh, shit. It, was, it was funny. Dale's like, why would you do that? And it's like, not country and western. That's old people music. Yeah. It's just well, country. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. Get with the fucking time. I'm here. sure there was a, a, a Western song in there somewhere. <laughs> but those are good times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Brit, I loved going to that place. Yeah. And so what was it? Sorry, was it like a bar? Or no, like, we, we went up to play in the world. Oh, okay, for like ball? Yeah. Oh, okay. So... He, right, I see what he actually was old enough to play. Yeah. Oh, so we you. had an ID that we had to stick oh, okay. a picture on top oh, of so he could play it. And it worked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no problem. Yeah. We just no had to show problem. it once at check-in, I think, and that was it. And then once you were in. And it's just, here you go. <laughs> That's like, you got your thumb on it still. You're not giving it to them. What's that like movie there where he hands them the thing and it says, I am 12, and it has the photo on it, and it's like written, is it bench warmers? Super bad. No, it's Benchwarmer. It's a baseball McLovin? movie. It's a it's a baseball movie. I'm pretty sure it's Benchwarmers where he hands him the thing where that guy he's a grown ass man and he's playing in these games <laughs> yeah. with like kids and he's just hitting oh, bombs yeah, 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 and then he hands him a thing. Yeah, look, yeah. look, there's this thing and he opens but up and says, I am twelve. The Jamie wasn't whiskey. old enough to Yeah, I think uh, it was uh what was it, thirty five and over? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably I think it was like thirty four or yeah. Yeah. thirty three. At least you weren't like super young playing in it. What, what was your most memorable uh, 73s uh, coaching game? Coaching? Oh. Like you had to have been in some views. Like you coached there for what, nine or ten years? Yeah, nine years I was in Essex. Um, I don't, I, one that comes to mind uh, when we beat Grimsby in the Schmaltz Cup uh, at home, it was uh, Steve Mason who played in the NHL. For Philadelphia, yep. Columbus, he was a goaltender for Grimsby. He was a 16-year-old, and he was an absolute stud. And um, we beat them. I think it was, and uh, the final game was five nothing. We shell shocked him, and, and no, all all season long, he was his numbers were crazy. Like he was, 
he was very hard to score on. And uh, he was a good goalie in the NHL too. And it was oh yeah, and it was uh, we went to we went to Game Seven, and it was back home, and uh, and we beat him five nothing. It was uh, it was pretty exciting that we were in the old barn then still, and uh, they, I mean they were packed to the to the rafters in that rink. And I mean after that game we went back to uh, I think it was the Michigan the old Michigan Roadhouse and oh boy it was honest to God like. Damn there was it. It probably held 150 people, and there was probably 350 in there. It was like wall to wall. Like it was just a. It was probably the most memorable one. I know the year we won in 2009, we went 59, 1, 1, and 1, which is an wow. unbelievable season. And the team we had was, we would have beat most junior B teams around here with. Well, we had mostly junior B players on that team, but um, that one was, I guess you could say, more expected. Yep. I think to win, but when we were playing Grimsby, Grimsby was the big powerhouse. For, the, for a couple of years running, and uh, when we beat Steve Mason, I mean, that, was, uh, that was a pretty big deal for a lot of the kids. So that's, that's lighting them up. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you put five past them. Was there any other NHL players that you uh, like coached your boys against? Against or even seen? Um, oh crap, I don't remember. I know there's some kids that that played for us that went on to you know play uh, like Travis Olette. He was a, I think he's from St. Clair Beach or Cumpsey. He played for us. He went on to uh, get a full ride scholarship at Ferris State. Oh, nice. Um, That's supposed to be a pretty good school for uh, hockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know there's a lot of Harold boys that went to that, yeah. that school for uh, college. Probably Davitses, all the Doyles. Uh, probably those guys, I would assume. Yeah. And then as far as some of the other kids, I co- like Shane Matheson, a, a kid I coached in Leamington. Um, He's gone on to play over in uh, Sweden. Actually, he just signed up. He was in Sweden last year. He was in Belgium the year before for a couple of years. And then he just signed a contract with a team in Germany just last week. So, um, And I'm sure there's probably some other kids that I'm forgetting. I coached so many frigging kids over the last you know, 16 years of coaching right. junior hockey. So I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting. But, uh, but you're old. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Looking at you, I forget your name sometimes. <laughs> Make sure you call me the right one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on here. At least while we're rolling here. <laughs> Anybody who knows them will know that. How did you get that nickname? Uh, you have to ask my mother. She's the one that gave it to me when I was born. I am not kidding. I am not kidding. So the story goes, <laughs> this is true story. So I don't... I don't know if you guys oh, remember shit. back in the day, like not jawbreakers, but little black balls. Yeah, yeah. They were like jawbreakers. Yeah. So my mom used to love them. So she worked at CIBC in Essex forever. And um, when she was in the hospital with me, the all the girls from her work give her a big bag of them. So she was she was chewing on it when she was pregnant with me, and I'd come out and she's like, "Oh my god, I stained my baby." <laughs> <laughs> so so when I come out, she said, "Oh, these my little." Yeah. <laughs> what? So anyway, that's how I got it. It's stuck. So it's been 48 years with it. Holy shit! That's I thought hilarious. I thought that was something that like one of your buddies gave you, yeah. fucking around. Because he's all, always in the sun. Yeah. Always, always, always hilarious. Always yeah. That's, that's a great story. That's golden. That's gold. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember like any? Uh, like, you know, crazy bus stories with the boys, you know, traveling. <laughs> I was usually asleep. 
on the way to the game, it was serious. And on the way back, they had them damn movies on, so flipping loud, and I'd just go to sleep. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I you can only watch Slapshot so Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> or, like, Young Bud. Yeah. What about a prank? Like, is there something really, something that you've seen, whether it be in the room, on the road? Well, I had a good, I always used to be the prankster, the coaching staff. So we had uh, the one year in Essex, we were coming home from, it was a game, a playoff game. So it was uh, down east. It might have been Grimsby, I'm not sure, somewhere down there. And uh, at the time, Mark Barnett was our general manager. Anybody that knows Barney knows he's a little vertically challenged, so <laughs> he could lay down on the two bus seats across, and just his feet would hang over the end, like just oh, barely. Sure. So, of course, he was sitting in the seats right beside me, and uh, I always used to tell him, put your goddamn shoes back on, your fucking feet reek. So, no, he wouldn't. He'd leave them off, and I'd fall asleep and just about throw up while I was sleeping, but... Anyway, the one time we were coming home, it I don't know, he must have been really nervous because his feet were sweating like crazy because they stunk to high heaven. So I says, Barney, put your goddamn shoes on. Nope, nope. So he falls asleep. So Frankie Matthews always rode in the front seat of the bus right ahead right ahead of Barney. So Barney was sleeping. I says to Frankie, hey, you got a lighter? He says, yeah, what do you need? Oh, here you go. So he hands it to me. <laughs> Well, about 30 seconds later, Barney's socks were on fire. <laughs> so everybody got a pretty good kick out of it, except Barney. <laughs> Imagine with the smell, they went up pretty quick. Yeah. Well, did he throw his shoes on after that? <laughs> he wore his shoes every time after that. <laughs> oh, this is common courtesy, right? Especially if you know he's stanking. Yeah. What, uh, who do you think is going to be your, your toughest uh, rival this year? Well, I mean, uh, the last couple of years, I guess Bell Rivers had uh, the powerhouse, and then I guess moretown has been Moretown and Bell River were going to have a big clash this year, I guess, in the playoffs if it would have kept going. So yeah. they were the top two teams, but um, I'm guessing those two are still going to be pretty solid. I know Dresden usually has a solid team, but who knows? I mean, I again, I've been out of the league for a while, so right. um, I'll make that my own assumption, I guess, or my own basis on it when I get to see some of the hockey teams play so I mean it doesn't it's not always the best team that wins right yeah. I mean it, it's how hard you work and you know you got to put the effort in and and uh you know everybody's got to be on the same page so and I know that's our main focus right now all the meetings we've had so far with uh, the players um as a staff you know the zoom meetings and whatnot um that's been our message to them is we're all going to be on the same page pulling the rope in the same direction and that's what you got to do if you want to win so right um you know, we'll, we'll see how things go, and we'll take it from there. Well, it's good to see that you're back in Essex. You yeah. know, like uh, you bring a lot of experience and and your your cups and stuff like that. So we're we're just glad to have you back. So we got Joe Guerra coming on tomorrow. <laughs> Any dirt you can give us? <laughs> the story that you um, might have to explain. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I don't even know if it's possible to put it on the air or not. <laughs> Might, might a, have to share that. There's a couple. I well, remember the. the, you, at the end. I think you were part of the team when we were down in the falls. Uh, the one year when, in between games or after the game, we were back at the hotel and Joe was hungry and wanted the chicken wings and <laughs> got them from the flying saucer. Just ask him about that. Well, I'll let him explain it. I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> we will let him explain. I'm just going to put that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what about the NHL though? Who do you who who do you think right now? If you had to choose a team right now, who's gonna win the cup? <laughs> and I kind of thought you guys were gonna ask me that, so my answer is Calgary. Really? Why? Well, because I'm in a pool and we do a, we did a random draw and oh, I ended up with Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> Not not a horrible team to have. <laughs> well, nobody, everybody's got just as uh, yeah, good everybody's shot fresh, as everybody. Yeah, everybody's it's gonna yeah. be uh, it's gonna be a crapshoot. I don't even know if these exhibition games are gonna tell any tales or not because the guys are just starting to get back into yeah. the swing of things. I think, I think personally, you're probably gonna see a team that's had some past success in the playoffs just because of the experience. Yeah. Um, they know what it takes, and yeah. these guys are coming in. A lot of these teams that aren't experienced are. I think going to be taking it as it's like preseason, you know what I mean? Because they've been off so long, right. it's all new again. Yeah. Um, but you got your teams like Pittsburgh and I mean Washington even, and uh, you know uh, I don't even know. I'd like to see, well, not Toronto because I know Rob wants Toronto to win. I don't know. You, you, who knows? You might see a team like Edmonton, you know, yeah. with with the young guys. They they, I would mind got seeing the, them uh, on the cup. They got enough talent. You know, they're going to have some energy. There's no question, and they're they're young. They're quick. They're but it's again, it's going to come down to goaltending too, right? Whoever gets the goaltending, I guess is you can stay healthy. Too. Yeah, for sure. And now what? I think they're allowed uh, as many goaltenders as they have in their system, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the it's a 30 man roster, but your goaltenders are unlimited, I believe. Yeah, because I think that's why, why would that be because of injury. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because so so they can have, you know, if you only have three goaltenders on your roster, all three of them get hurt, then what? So you've right. got to have you, five out. or six in camp, right, yeah. in your camp that are do ready you, to go. Do you think that the playing rounds are going to benefit those teams compared to those teams sitting that are going to have to, when they got to do that round robin or whatever Yeah, but they're still going to be playing. Yeah, they're playing exhibition games. No, but they're doing a round like robin of the top four or the teams who yes. won their thing, yeah. and then they're going to seed off from there. Right. Yeah. So they're so all they, to play each other or whatever. So they're playing that they're playing each team once. Yeah, they're playing each team once, and then however they seed is going to be how they seed. So they're going to have as many games as yeah. everybody else. Regardless, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, but still, though, you're adding in a whole other round in, into what was normally a long playoff. Yeah. Right now but you're adding also a whole other round. Many months off. But still, though, when you're playing that straight through, that's yeah. tough. Well, man. it's and, and it seems like all those games are going. Every other night, yeah, you know, same, that same team way is they would normally. Every other night, yeah. yeah, same way they would normally. Though yeah. they do well, it like used to be Eastern one night, West one night, and then yeah. they used to flop back and forth like that, right? Now they kind of like mix them up a little bit and stuff, but I don't know. It's weird this year. Now there's like five games a day, and it's great. And huh? you're right as far as the injuries go, because I mean, I'm sure them guys are going to be all in real good shape, but your muscle memory is not there yeah. like it is when you get to the playoffs right. after playing for eight or nine months, right? So. Yeah, I mean, injuries probably are going to play a big part in it. Stay healthy. Yeah. That's going to be the key. Uh, I, I think I think the younger guys, you know, like the older teams are going to kind of suffer from this. You know what I mean? Like, but you you look at the Bostons, you look at the, the Tampa Bays, like those teams are powerhouses. Yeah. You know, like maybe not as young as like the Torontos and the Edmontons. Yeah, but, but experience is key though. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, for sure. If, if you had to pick right now, Rob, you too. If you had to pick right now, Rob McCutt, well, of course. <laughs> I, man, I, I can't even believe you asking that question. I shouldn't even ask. You know what the – Probably the newest question you know ever what, on Patrick what, Hockey. What if – well, <laughs> luckily we're only like four or five episodes. <laughs> um, 
if you had to, if you couldn't take Toronto, who do you like? If I couldn't take Edmonton. Edmonton? Yeah. I was going to say them too. Oh, and we had uh, Mike Paley on here. First episode. He tried to burn your house down? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he said it was a faulty ceiling fan. I could have swore he was a licensed electrician. <laughs> he said it was a faulty <laughs> ceiling Cheap fan. Cheap labor, though. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I think it was a uh, five fire truck. It was six. six. It yeah, was, was six. six. I counted. Yeah. It was six. <laughs> I ran in the house and told the fireman where to go. I'm like, go up to the bedroom at the end on the hallway on the left and jump on that bed and rip that ceiling fan out of the roof. It's a brand new ceiling fan in there. Yeah, it's faulty. Yeah, and he waited till I was on the road to do it. We had a game in St. Mary's that night. Well, I thought it was. Uh... You didn't want the ceiling. I did fan. not want it up. And when you left, correct, your wife asked the correct. neighbor to put up a bed. That ceiling fan <laughs> sat at the foot of my bed for two and a half months, and I told her it will never go up. And I had a game in St. Mary's, and when I got home, the ceiling fan was up. The next day, the fire trucks were there. <laughs> <laughs> the best was, though, uh, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was uh, Chad Gray or Billy Moffat. Come over and put a sign up on Paley's garage. Paley's electric. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't like it too much when I called him the next morning. I said, "What's on the burner today?" <laughs> Smoking. That sounds like something else. Too much. What a guy! What a guy! Hockey games. We got another one coming on soon. We could maybe crack a couple beers and watch that. That game tonight's a, just a house league game, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the Leafs and Habs. <laughs> <laughs> so the best right. thing is if the New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup this year mm -hmm. and Carolina ends up with the first overall pick, the Rangers own their first pick this year. So the Rangers are going to win the Cup and get Lafreniere. Holy moly. How good is that going to be? Hey? That might help a little bit. That's some info. <laughs> Where was your, where's my stack guy yeah. on that? <laughs> so I'm going to take it you're a Rangers fan? Yeah. The hat didn't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured when you knew that, like, who the fuck knows that about the Rangers? <laughs> so, uh, you never heard Jamie in the play. Let's go, Rangers! <laughs> I'd be like, who the hell is that? I can hear it from Cotton. Oh, in Essex. Bro. But yeah, man, honestly, thank you so much, man, for stopping by, coming on. This has been fantastic. Oh, thanks for yeah. having me. It was a pleasure, fellas. Best of luck all this year. Well, hopefully, you guys get to play. Yeah, yeah, it'll be nice. I guess we're well, actually we have a coaches meeting on uh, Thursday night, so I think Mike's gonna update us a little more information. He's been back and forth with the league, so I think we'll find out a little bit more of how things are gonna. You'll see us out there tomorrow. Well, yeah, we want to wish you the most success, Jamie, and uh, upcoming, and you know, all the best to you and your family. Perfect. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it, and all the best of luck with uh, you guys and your shows going forward. Thank, Thank you very much. And there he is, folks, Mr. Jamie McDermott, that guy. That was a great interview. He's a total beaut. I had so much fun listening to his stories. I can't believe the story of his nickname, though. Like, I have not laughed that hard <laughs> yeah. in a while. That was hilarious. It was great. And not only that, his dad cutting him from his yeah. own trial. Yeah, he, yeah, he held nothing back. Oh, held nothing so back. Awesome. He was great. So thank you once again, Jamie. Yes, fantastic, you, Jamie. buddy. Want to break down some of these other games then that yep. are going on? Yep. So we'll start uh, with the two. There's two games on today on Saturday, one at 3, one at 8. Uh, the 3 o'clock game is the Golden Knights against the Avalanche. Both teams are 2-0. and So both teams looking good. 
What do you think, Rob? Um, I, who who do I like in this one? Yeah, who do you like? I like um, the Golden Knights. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, because I like Colorado. I like their goalie. Oh, Flurry. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know Grubauer on the other side? I don't know much about him, no. No, he's just playing amazing right now. His record's 1-0. and He's got a 9-6-9 save percentage. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Flurry like Carey Price. Yeah. For this game. He's one of those guys that can throw a team on his back. Like I said, these guys for, for, for these guys, it's good because they're not getting knocked out of any games or anything. These guys are just going to see where they see. Right. Both of these games today, too, where all the teams are undefeated. So everybody's 2-0. and So the Knights, Avalanche, Flyers, and Lightning are all 2-0. and That's awesome. So it makes for good hockey. And I can't wait to see my boy Kadri. Yep. Yep. He, uh, he's been sensational, too, in these yeah. playoffs, by the way. He's, awesome. He's been great. So you're you're going Knights, eh? Yeah, I'm going Knights. I'm going to go Avalanche. I just have a good feeling. They've been playing good. They're riding a hot goalie. And uh, there's nothing else we can really say. It's just two good teams. It is, and it, it's tough to pick. They've only played, what, two games yeah. each, right? So. Yeah, and they all got one exhibition game each. Right. So it's kind of hard to pick. But as of right now, the winner will earn top seed in, in the West, by the way. Nice. So other game, we got Philly and Tampa. Another thing, two powerhouses. I think this is going to be a bruiser game, too. Did you know Stamkos is out? Oh, no, I didn't. I believe he's out. I'm pretty sure he's out. I thought I'd seen a story that said something that he was out of the lineup. So if that's the case, though, if he is out, yeah, Steven Stamkos will be out for the third straight game because of a lower body injury sustained in training camp uh, on July 13th. His status for the start of the first round remains in question. Pat Maroon is day to day too. Yeah. Well. And Borchak's out also. That, that's a, those are some big losses. Those are so. huge losses on both sides of the fence there. But in a way, that makes it kind of an even playing field, no? Yeah. Yeah. Stamkos. He's too hit and miss to, to me. Like, why is he? Why is he injured all the time? Because he plays hard. He plays hard, but it seems and he's like, getting up there too. Yeah, but it right? seems like every year or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, look at he broke his neck going to the net, or broke his yeah, leg, broke his going, leg there going to the net. Who's that against Boston? I think he did it once against Boston, once against the Leafs. Yeah, didn't he did he? it twice. Yeah, was it same leg? No, it was other one, one, shit one, 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 the other. You, yeah. you know, you got a shitty lock when you break both freaking legs. Brutal. Okay, so who do you got in that one? Sorry, you got Flyers I'm or Lightning? Going to take. The Flyers, I think they're just going to be a heavier hitting team in that game. There. I'm with you there, 100%. So you're going Flyers, I'm going Flyers. If you had to say who's going to be the big story of that game, let's 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 okay, let's let's do this. Let's pick one guy from each team to shine in these games. So if you had to pick one guy, who are you taking? Who's playing net for Philadelphia? Do you know who's starting? Who's the starting goalie? I'm going to assume it's Carter Hart. Okay. I'm going to take him. You're taking him? Yep. Just to be... So you're taking him for the Flyers? Yep. Who are you taking for the Lightning? For the Lightning? I'm going to take... Just to be an impact player. Well, who are you going to take for the Flyers first? I'm going Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes? Yeah, he's been lights out. Yeah, he's just tied to... So I'm going him. I'm going him to be a big story in this game. On the other side of the fence, I'm going to go Braden Point. On the other side. Because he's been sensational too. So 
got three goals in the past two games. Kevin Hayes has had four assists in the past two games. And he's also, so Kevin Hayes in two games, has uh, he just has four assists. So he's got four assists in two games. He's averaging two points a game right now. I take Johansson. Good pick. Great pick. Okay, then let's go up to uh, to the Colorado one. We Let's pick one guy from each side there. If you had to take a guy from Las Vegas, who are you taking? Oh. can be anybody. It can be a goalie. It can be oh, a I'll sorry then. You're going goalies, eh? Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, let me see. I'm going to go Shea Theodore because he's been uh, lights out. He's four goals in two games. And on the other side, I'm going to go Nemestikov. And I'll take Kadri. And you're going Kadri? Yeah. Okay, so look look for those guys to be impact players in these games. Let's flip it over to uh, to Sunday here. Since we're recording on a Saturday, because there's not a whole lot going on over the next couple of days, now we have the teams who haven't won a game yet in the round robin series. So we'll go to Boston and uh, and Washington first. What do you think? Goalie's been shaky. Yeah, and I really I haven't noticed like Marshawn. I haven't noticed Ovechkin. Nope. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know if it's just because it's round robin and they don't feel that it means much. Or the stars are shutting each other down. But oh yeah, yeah, the the coaches could have it just set up that yeah the checking lines are doing their jobs, right? Yeah. So um just fly fly by the seat of your pants here. I'm gonna go with Washington. You're gonna go with Washington? Yeah. I'm gonna I was gonna honestly I was gonna take Washington too, but I'm kinda like I think Boston's due for a bounce back game though. And for the way it's looking is it's looking like Halak's going to be in net, and it's going to be Holtby on the other side. So look for that matchup. He had to pick impact players. Who do you got? Well, you know, everybody would pick uh, Ovi, Ovi for Washington, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick Oshie. Ooh, good pick. I'm going to go Backstrom. Nice. When it comes to to the Cats, but both great picks for Washington. Okay, what if you had to go, uh, if you had to flip over to Boston there and you had to pick an impact player there, who do you got? Um, I'm going to go with Nordstrom. Ooh, good pick. I think Bergeron's going to bounce back. Bergeron's stud. I think he's going to bounce back. He's awesome. And I think he's going to do it in a big they way. They got such so a look for that. fucking powerhouse team. Oh, like, like, both that these guys, teams do. That guy right? can score from anywhere. Both of these teams can score from anywhere. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Dallas-St. Louis. So the defending cup champs haven't even won a game yet. Neither is Dallas. Goaltenders are Bennington and Hudobin. Is that how you say it? I think it yep. is. Yep. I didn't, I didn't, it, right? I didn't fucking butcher his name. High five. He's nice. <laughs> So I got that. So I think the goalie like matchup here is great. I'm gonna, however, I'm gonna give the slight edge to St. Louis when it comes to goaltending. Yeah, because obviously, I agree. Guy wins a cup in his rookie year and does that. How do you? It's kind of hard not to go with him. No. So impact players. If you had to pick one dude from each squad. Okay, I'll go with St. Louis first. Okay. And my guy is gonna be the former Leaf. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bogart. Great pick. He is a stud when it comes to big games. He is. I'm going to go... Uh, let me see here. What do we... I'm going to go... So many options. 
Who, who did you take again? You, you took Bozak? Bozak yeah. I'm going to go Steen. Great pick. So I think he's due for a big game too, right? Yep. He was sensational last year in the playoffs, by the way. Well, you look at that whole team. Craig Berube had all oh, Craig Berube, the man. Bashing. The man, Craig Berube. Total stud, too. Yeah. Um, the Chief. The chief. All right. Dallas. Who's your Who's your impact player? Hundred percent, JV Bennett. Yeah, he's a dude. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go Sagan. That's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I was leaning on Pavelski, maybe too. I was looking his way, but I just think this, you know, Sagan's a stud. So, and he has not recorded a point yet, and he's minus four. So I think he's due for a, he's due for an explosion here. Yeah. I think so, too. And when he does, he's going to be fucking... When he does, he's going to put up, like, three, four points. Yeah. When he does. Or he's a great hockey player. You know what? While we're here, and we're in, we're into the Sunday games, Sunday at 8 o'clock, Leafs and Blue Jackets, game five. Toronto fucking has had the shittiest luck when it comes to a final game of a series. Yeah. What do you think? This is the... The make or break season for them, I think. I honestly think that they're going to come around with that big win. They're 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 on a heater right now. They are. You know, they're they're living large. And you know, if they can just hold on to that third period, mm-hmm. I think they walk. They I, walk Columbus. I think you. I think you're right. But however, Columbus is not going to go down. Oh no, well, no, <laughs> like, you know Tortorella just speed bagged every single guy oh, in that dressing room after that breakdown in five minutes. Imagine what he said. Oh no, to those guys, no. it would make your kids cry. Yeah, he'd probably kick a couple garbage pails, oh, like geez. throwing shit around the room. He probably went bananas. Flush the toilet. Told him that's what he thought of the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> in there farting, <laughs> everything, <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal, but so you're you're obviously you're gonna go the Leafs, right? 100%, 100%. I'm gonna go the Leafs too. Uh, just, wow! I am gonna go the Leafs. I know everybody's probably whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna go the Leafs. However, I think they have the edge in net when Freddie wants to. I, I just have a feeling that Freddie's gonna have a big game. He's. In a four games right now, he's got a nine four one save percentage. So you know it's what I incredible. Mean? So yeah. he's playing good. And I'm going to say, okay, impact players. Let's do impact players. If you had to pick a guy from each squad, who do you got? Well, du- du- Dubas? No, uh, what is Dubois. it? Dubois. Dubois, yeah. Well, uh, however you want to read it, spell it. Torture name. Yeah. Um, he'll be their impact player, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Zach Hyman, he's, he's my favorite leaf. Yeah, he's great. He's, right now. Uh, he's doing everything. He's a blue collar, you know, going to the corner, get yeah. the puck for these superstars. You know what I mean? Like, not afraid to go to the net. He, he's he's the full package, you know. And I he, think he, I'm pretty sure he had three points in that game. He's a big body too, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's six yeah. one, two hundred and eleven pounds. Yeah. He's so, a, do you know he writes uh, children's books? No shit. Yeah. He writes children's books. Still a fucking kid himself, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's he's he's. Uh, Published. Nice. Yeah. So you're going Dubois and Hyman. Yes. I'm going to go Cam Atkinson. Yep. And Austin Pablo Matthews. Pablo. With that stash. That's our dirty stash. Total beaut. He is a beaut. I will say, Toronto, he is. What do you think? Top five guy in the league. For sure. 100%. 
What do you think uh, the score is going to be? Oh, now you're really putting me on the spot right. now, eh? I'm going to say the Leafs are going to win this game 5-3, to three and they're going to hit an empty net. I say 4-2 uh, with an empty net. And for you degenerates out there, a lot of these games, too, are hitting the overs. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, they're over five and a half, a lot of them. Nice. So for you betting guys out there doing your fucking pro line and your pools and shit like that. So trust me, I've been burned on it all fucking week. to drive me nuts. I did an MLB sheet the other day. Just uh, fly off my ass, you know, right? I do an MLB sheet the other day. I got nine out of ten. You know how many times I do that? My father-in-law, Tom, laughs at me constantly yeah. because I always get one wrong. <laughs> like I would be a, what would that have paid uh, there was a lot of winners but still it would have been like four or five hundred bucks nice. on five well, just giving it to you there you go Thank yeah you. like five bucks can't hit lucky like Nate Grant there <laughs> bastard nobody's that lucky great guy though um yeah so I'm gonna go lease five three is what I'm gonna say also we got a you did you did say what you were gonna pick for the game, right? Yes. The score? Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Four two you want? Yep. Is that with an empty netter? Yes. Alright. So you're going four two with an empty netter, I'm going five three with an empty netter. Okay, uh we got a few new sponsors. Yes, we do. So we have uh, Chris Bernan from Direct Electric serving the Windsor Essex County area for all your electrical needs. Call five one nine seven nine six eight nine one three. Direct Electric is around the corner and around the clock. Yeah, so you call those guys too. Awesome group. We really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And once again, if anybody out there, if you want to sponsor the show, you can just contact the show. It's at hattrickhockeypodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us there. You can message the page. You can message us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, if you're interested in being a sponsor. We also have... Uh, I think we have six more gray hats available. All the black ones are sold out. So once again, shout out to everybody. Big thank you for buying the merch. Thanks so much. Uh, I should have a few t-shirts this week. Later this week, I should have some t-shirts. So we'll put those up when we get those. Those will also be available. So the hats are $20 for the hats and t-shirts are going to be $25. And that's taxes and everything. So good. Yeah. Everything's starting to good. Everything's coming about now. Everything's forming up, Rob. We're rolling, buddy. Yeah. I can't believe we're six episodes in already. Episode six. Episode six. The can double you, hat trick. Yeah. Can we also give a shout out to your buddy again? Another plug for... Uh, for Brandon? For Friday. Yeah. So, once again, I'll say it again. Friday, uh, August 14th in Harrow at On The Docks. You can come out there. You can enjoy a bacon cheeseburger meal for with a poutine for $15.00. $5 of every meal goes towards Brandon's fight. Also, all the servers have said that they'll throw in all their tips. So all the anything that you tip that day will also go towards Brandon. You can get shirts from Troy and Pat Cox. Those are $15. You can contact those guys. And uh, you can also get the window things there. Uh, Stickers. Yep. Yeah, you can get those from Kelly Capstick as well. So those are the three different ways that you can join Brandon's Army. Okay, so they also have a GoFundMe uh, thing, too, that's doing actually unreal. And huge shout-out to Vicky, Jackie, and Michelle that are the uh, Kennedy girls. Also, Brandon's wife, Amy, 
who uh, who I'm sure is going to be with him every step of the way. Amy is one of the sweetest, sweetest people you nice. will ever meet in your life. I can't wait to meet them. So uh, huge shout out to those guys. And Brandon, we love you, buddy. Like we said, keep up the fight. We got you. And we're going to take care of stuff for you, okay? Absolutely. And uh, for all you people out there that don't live in Harrow, take, take the 10, 15-minute drive out to Harrow and support the cause. You know, it would be really appreciated. And also, our whole Hat Trick Hockey crew will be out there on Friday. So we're all going to be out there. We'll be wearing our shirts. We're ordering food. And we're out there for our boy Brandon. So big shout out to everybody out in Harrow right now, too, as well. And uh, I think that's about it, eh? Yep. All right, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy all this hockey coming up. We'll see everybody next Friday. And uh, Aunt Rob signing off. See ya. Peace. Get back and get behind it.